Welcome to the AJHP podcast series. The American Journal of Health System Pharmacy is the official journal of the American Society of Health System Pharmacists, an association of pharmacists committed to helping patients make the best use of medications. For more information about AJHP, please visit www.ajhp.org. This is William Zelmer, a contributing editor of the American Journal of Health System Pharmacy, speaking with two of the co-authors of an AJHP paper entitled, A Solution to an Unmet Need, Pharmacy Specialists in Medication Use Systems and Technology. With me is Mr. Steve Rao, who is Director of Pharmacy at the University of Wisconsin Hospital and Clinics in Madison, and Dr. Rita Shane, Director of Pharmacy Services at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles and Assistant Dean for Clinical Pharmacy at the University of California at San Francisco. Steve, I'd like you to start, please, by describing briefly the concept of a pharmacy specialist in medication use systems and technology that's developed in this paper. Thanks, Bill. As far as I can recollect, the concept for this specialist position originated back in 2007 with a brainstorming discussion we had around the table of an executive committee, the Pharmacy Council Executive Committee of the University Health System Consortium, which is a alliance of 115 academic medical centers working together to help members be successful. And it was Rita Shane who brought the idea forth at that time about um, opportunities for uh, advancing our profession and concerns with regards to the growing complexity of the medication use process and the lack of individuals who are going to be qualified in the future to manage that process safely. So conceptually, there was recognition that uh, the use of technology, not just in pharmacy preparation, but throughout all phases of the medication use process was, was taking off, was increasing the complexity of, of medication dispensing in some aspects. The need for heightened technician roles in that were necessary, but oversight and enhanced training to, to assure technicians function safely was necessary. And at the same time as the increased use of technology and pharmacy technicians, well, uh, medication therapy is becoming more acute and more complex uh, in terms of preparation and delivery, and the demand for pharmacy operational efficiency was growing simultaneously. So sort of a, a perfect storm, if you will, of um, heightened medication use process complexity, the majority of pharmacists who are expert in that area are, are nearing retirement age, and the fact that uh, pharmacy school curriculum and residency training programs uh, emphasize clinical training, not so much operational expertise. It was felt that strategically we needed to have pharmacy specialists in medication use operations systems and technology oversight to assure that medications can safely be delivered to our patients. Mm-hmm. Rita, could you just pick up on that and elaborate on some of the key responsibilities of this specialist position as you see it? Well, I think, as Steve indicated, when, you, when we look at the medication use process, the focus of our traditional training programs and residency training has been on prescribing or ordering and monitoring. And if we look at all of the steps in the medication use process, start with procurement and the complexity associated with drug shortages preparation and the complexity of sterile compounding, not just from a perspective of ensuring that we are in compliance with USP 797, but the IV room, um, I often say if, if Disneyland is the happiest place on earth, the IV room or our sterile compounding areas are the scariest place on earth because of the high-risk populations and therapies 
that we need to manage in that very, very critical aspect of, of pharmacy practice as we look at pain management therapies, some of which are made with non-sterile products, the pediatric and oncology populations, of course, as well as personalized medicine and the advent of things like cellular therapies. Uh, all of those require a fair amount of clinical knowledge as well as preparation knowledge, as an example. Then we get into the realm of technician training, which Steve has discussed, and as we advance on the pharmacy practice model, ensuring that our technicians have the knowledge and skills to take on roles in new areas is going to be essential. When we look at things like disaster preparedness, another area that we need to be knowledgeable about, since we've, we've seen things strike in different parts of the country and the world, and we need to be prepared those are just among the, the many mental elements. And I think we think about technology as a role that is reserved uh, for pharmacy informatics pharmacists. But yet, as we learn about how humans interface with technology, workflows uh, from the aspect of the medication being received in the pharmacy all the way through until administration to patient, there's a need to, to have expertise in understanding workflows and their implications um, in terms of, of patient safety. So th those are just a few of the, of the many elements that we've described in the paper. Even taking it a step further, outside of the pharmacy realm, you look at procedural carriers in hospitals like cath labs, um, OR areas, GI labs, um, dialysis areas, emergency departments, are areas where pharmacists haven't traditionally been real engaged beyond reviewing medication orders um, to ensure that all the the systems for nursing preparation and administration of medications in those areas is done safely. And those areas in particular require a, a systems-based look to make sure double checks exist, make sure proper safe procedures are followed because the meds used in those areas are, are very harmful if, if given an error a lot of times. So when we discussed this concept, really, there was an area that we just felt we need to produce people within our profession who are experts in the systems that are used in those non-traditional uh, procedural care, ambulatory care areas where pharmacists haven't always had the greatest presence in hospitals. Mm -hmm. Clearly, the, the concept that the two of you are talking about and discuss quite in detail with other authors in this paper, it, it's much different than the classical role of the pharmacy director. Is that correct? Yes, I would say so in the sense that we really are looking in depth at each of the critical elements of medication safety that are integrated within the medication use process and quality mm -hmm. as well. Right. You know, that, that question comes up from some people when we've introduced this concept to different audiences as we've developed the white paper is people say, well, you know, why isn't this just the role of an administrative pharmacy resident? <laughs> and those of us who are training administrative pharmacy residents, we're trying to produce uh, people who want to be pharmacy executives in the future, who lead the pharmacy enterprise, where operational safety and oversight would be one aspect of, of many different aspects and scopes of their job to take pharmacy forward. So while this may be an introductory role for an administrative resident in this sort of a position in general, uh, most pharmacy directors, the, the scope of their jobs will eventually lead to their inability to remain the expertise that is needed to, uh, to manage operational systems safely. Yes. Well, Rita, to what extent are practitioners already specializing in this area of practice? Now, admittedly, probably that would be informally and, and somewhat unofficially, but uh, do you have any sense of that? Well, I think in some smaller community hospital settings, oftentimes there are individuals who, who have expertise across some of the areas we've addressed simply because there aren't as many staff available to do that. In some roles, people who've, who've completed 
kind of administrative residency training, master's training, end up in these sorts of roles. But again, it's informal. There are a couple of residency programs that, that I know of, one that, that I created here and one that Steve created in his organization, really to try to, to address the many elements that we've talked about thus far. But to the best of my knowledge, um, in the traditional pharmacy practice residency training that is offered throughout the country, these particular elements are, are not generally emphasized or focused upon. And I would defer to Steve if he's aware of any other areas where this, this sort of practice exists or training exists. I think there's others who are looking at developing residencies in this area. I've shared our residency goals and objectives with a few other pharmacy directors who want to develop a similar program. So we have some momentum there, as well as you know our program has been reviewed for accreditation and will hopefully be accredited this next year. But when I look at most of the practitioners in our organization and beyond that are specialized in this area, they are near or at retirement age. And a lot of our pharmacy school graduates coming out are actually told in some instances by faculty members, this is not an area you want to practice. You should be a clinician, which is great, but we make the best recommendations, but we don't have people who are expertise in this area. Managing the prescribing and monitoring of drug therapy will not achieve its ultimate effectiveness if the delivery system isn't overseen intensely with people who understand all the checks and balances necessary. And I would just build on that. I think one of the things that we tried to address within the paper itself was the need to establish some standardized quality assurance metrics across the medication use process, which don't really exist in, in any way. And when we have regulatory visits, oftentimes those are some of the questions that are asked. And I think that having individuals who receive formal training in this whole new area we're talking about would be able to develop some standardized quality assurance metrics uh, for the medication use process. Let's just stick with topic of uh, residency training for a moment. Is this PGY1 type residency training or specialized training? We'll, we'll debate this. So, uh, Steve, I'm going to let you talk about the two-year version and I'll talk about the PGY1 version since we ha- we've have had different sure. experiences with it. So go ahead. Sure. Well, at University of Wisconsin Hospital and Clinics, we've elected to make this a two-year program similar in structure to the way we structure the two years master's residencies, because I view this as a direct patient care position. I mean, this this position is taking care of maybe not individual patients, but populations of patients. And I think that pharmacy operational specialists of the future will be more effective if they understand the entire care delivery system from the perspective of a clinician before they jump into this area of expertise. So we take 24 months and we integrate core clinical rotations with core operational rotations throughout that 24-month period. The clinical is a little bit more front-loaded on the first year than the second year, but there are clinical rotations that extend into the second year. So my view is that as these practitioners learn to practice as contemporary direct patient care pharmacists, learn to interact and collaborate with nurses, with physicians, understand how they think, they will be much more effective at at, um, operational expertise and oversight and collaborating with others. So we've made it a 24-month PGY-1 and PGY-2 training program over a Mm -hmm. two-year period with a lot of the clinical rotations being geared in areas like the emergency department, the oncology clinic, the perioperative care areas where we know drug use is complex and high risk, and also some um, traditional areas like cardiovascular intensive care, internal medicine, pediatrics, et cetera. Rita, what has your approach been? 
So our approach has been to do it as a postgraduate one-year experience. And um, in terms of the composition of the rotations, the focus is on medication safety and systems throughout the year. So the resident does spend time in the operative and procedural areas in medication safety and compliance and in the central pharmacy, sterile compounding informatics, and then has the option to take a clinical of the three people we've we've had go through the program, they've all taken a clinical area depending on their area of interest. Our rationale, uh, frankly, is that in looking at what pharmacists completing pharmacy school want, we're finding that there is not as much interest in pursuing a two-year program. And so our belief is also that there are a cadre of pharmacy students who don't really want to be clinical practitioners who would traditionally go into a community practice setting, but who are interested in systems and find the workflow focus interesting. And so we've been able to track those kinds of people who may have not wanted to necessarily do a a traditional PGY-1 training. And that was our rationale. I think the pool is broad. We've had two residents in the program so far, and and both of the ones we've attracted have been literally like at uh, close to match time on the fence. Do I want to do a clinical residency or do I want to do an administrative residency? And, And by doing this program, they sort of land somewhere in the middle. Can either of you comment on how the uh, Commission on Credentialing is looking at this particular area, and uh, is there going to be a standard for residency training in this area? I've spoken to them. Have you spoken to them, Steve? Yes, I have, and our, our program has undergone an accreditation site visit a few months ago. It'll be reviewed and hopefully accredited March of 2013 by the Commission, and by and large, we've, we've heard a lot of support from them in general and understanding that they agree conceptually that residency training programs in this area make sense and that hopefully they, they want to work with us to help it be successful. So in my conversation, the recommendation was to have it as a PGY-2. And though, although I support the concept, my concern is, is if we have the significant need, which I, I believe Steve has articulated in terms of people retiring, traditional postgraduate residency program focusing on clinical. So clearly we have a need. If we don't have individuals going through the training, that would be able to to meet this need, I'm afraid we're going to have a shortage in this area. I already see that in my own organization. So I guess my perspective, just being pragmatic about it, is that if we can attract more people to do it as a one-year program than a two-year program, I would like to have the the flexibility to do it that way, although I totally support two years does provide enhanced opportunities to develop the professional. I'm more concerned about what I would call a pharmacist shortage in this area. Right. Let's go back to uh, just the basic concept of a specialty in this area of medication use and technology. In your view, is there a limit of some type with respect to hospital type or size for the applicability of this concept? From my perspective, I don't think so, because I think as we look at even some of our ASHP survey data, a number of organizations, in fact, a majority of organizations have some level of automation, and even within a community hospital setting, whether it's automated cabinets or other types of automation, such as robots or even packaging machines. A community hospital may not be able to support an informatic pharmacist, but um, they do need someone who understands the, the medication use process and the operation of all of the elements of the medication use process from their, their sterile compounding area to their overall drug distribution system. So, I would think that the need for this type of position is independent of the size of the organization for most organizations. I can't speak to a rural hospital, but I would say most community hospitals would benefit from having someone with this level of expertise. I would agree with that. I think in smaller hospitals, 
you know, you really have to be a jack of all trades, which is why, you know, the PGY1 component and the PGY2 component lend themselves to success in that environment. I think it's necessary in all hospitals. Harmful, deadly errors, inefficient systems can occur anywhere, and it's needed in all hospitals. And I think, you know, the experience we've had with our first graduate is she had quite a few job opportunities in hospitals of all sizes. Well, on my last question, I'd like each of you to comment on this. And Rita, let's start with you. But I'm curious, from a national perspective, what will be the key milestones in implementing this concept? I mean, what are you and others who advocate this concept going to be looking for uh, in terms of signs that you're getting traction with this idea? Well, I believe the uh, Pharmacy Practice Model Summit did indicate, or at least from the consensus statements, that this was an important area for development. So I think the the first critical milestone has been achieved. Uh, I think that the the Commission on Credentialing uh, recognizing it would also be an important milestone. And uh, I know that Steve and I had an opportunity to address this at at the leadership conference a couple of years ago, but it would be of value to see more discussion. And I believe there was also a a session at at one of the ASHP summer meetings last year on this. So I think more dialogue through our meetings would be important as well as more, I would say, blogging, if you will, since that that is a contemporary way of communicating and, and getting ideas out there would be important to get the word out, so to speak, and to start to share how organizations are adopting this concept and actually putting it into practice through their training programs as well as individuals who are in these positions, uh, how the training and has supported their growth and how they see the importance of this role. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see, I hope people who are listening to this contact Rita and I and ask us to share the goals and objectives for our residency programs and the structure, the rotational structure of our residency programs. We will be willing to share all the detail from our complete manuals and help other people take what we've done and implement similar programs in their organizations. So I don't know, I'd like to see 20 MST residencies by 2015 uh, throughout the country. And I think we're going to have success with that. I'd also like to see more PGY1 residents being exposed to and required to do operational specialty one-month elective rotations within their their residency training programs. And I'd like to see more rotations for pharmacy clerkship students as well to consider before they graduate whether this type of program might be of interest to them. So more training opportunities for students and residents. And I think eventually, ultimately, I'd like to see a board certification um, specialty exam created for medication systems expertise. Yeah, piggybacking on to what you said, we've actually integrated into our training for our our PGY1s, but it occurred to me, Steve, one of the things that could be a milestone would be to uh, create a model rotation based on what we've talked about, and that way we might see uptake within the traditional PGY1 realm as a as a first step because I think we we both feel pretty strongly that regardless of what practice setting one chooses for one's future it's so important to have this foundation because nothing else really works unless this process is understood and frankly respected and I think if there's if there's students or new practitioners listening to this I think they're going to be able to command a very high salary as well that the need for these positions are going to exist and pharmacy directors are going to compete to hire uh, people who do get trained in this area. Mm-hmm. 
Well, uh, Steve Rao and Rita Shane, thank you very much for taking time to speak with me about your paper advocating that a new specialty in health system pharmacy be created in medication use systems and technology. It just strikes me as a very important concept at this time when health system pharmacy is re-examining its goals and mission and how it gets to where it needs to be. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. That concludes this podcast. For more information, please visit www.ajhp.org.